Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Introverted Queen. On today's episode, I'll be speaking to Raquel. She is a wellness coach who specializes in mind, body, and soul. We talk about the effect of the pandemic in her life, as well as lessons learned in marriage. Check it out. Hi, Raquel. Hi, Cindy. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing good, thanks. Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. All right. So excited (laughs) to chat with you. Same here. (laughs) So what inspired you to delve into uh, the health and wellness field? You know, I can't think of a time that wellness hasn't been a part of my life. Like ever since I was a young girl, I've always loved anything related to sports and dance. So anyone that knows me knows how much I love dancing. Dancing was actually my first introduction to wellness. Mm. So my parents keep telling me about this story when I was two years old and there was a music video uh, playing on TV michael jackson and i was imitating everything that he was doing i was like i was only two years old you guys should be like yes you're two years old (laughs) and you were mimicking everything he was doing i was like wow okay so it's really dance was really my first love my first introduction to wellness and as i started going growing up um in montreal as you know like i was born in montreal Mm -hmm. so in elementary school, I took part in ballet classes, and then I took interest in um, becoming a gymnast, and I wanted to to do like a couple of stunts, so I used to practice in my backyard at home, and I used to do all kinds of stunts at school as well. So I was involved in anything related to dance and fitness, like ever since I was a kid. So it's inside me. Mm-hmm. And there's I'm very big on quotes as well, so... There's a quote that says that dancing is the hidden language of the soul. Mm, And it's actually true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So whatever can be vocalized when you dance, it's like you're setting your soul free. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So why do you think people have gotten more conscious about what they put into their bodies you know cindy i really feel like i could go on when it comes to this particular subject Mm. to be honest because i truly believe that people are starting to wake up and realize that our population is getting sicker and sicker as the years go by so people are now starting to question our healthcare system and they're searching for all kinds of answers Um, as to how is it that people are getting more sick. So they're no longer only relying solely on their doctors to do the job for them. So they want to know why for themselves. Mm -hmm. We're really living in an era where people just are looking for more answers because they're like, okay, it it doesn't make any sense. Like, how is it that our great-grandparents, even our, our, our own parents starting from that generation and, and, um, going, further back Mm -hmm. they had healthier lifestyles and um they also you know coming from the caribbeans or um hot countries 
there was all kinds of natural environment and natural foods that were more accessible. Right. And now we're relying on supermarkets to do the job for us. So, you know, so there's a lot of um, genetically modified vegetables and foods that we don't even realize and Mm -hmm. we're not even aware of. That's right. Unless we do our own research, you know. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, there's many psychologists that notice the connection between bad eating habits, sugar, addictive foods, and stressful lifestyles led by many of us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of scientists have made a lot of research on rats and found that, listen to this, it's alarming, but it's true. They found that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Wow. Have you heard about that? I have. I haven't. And (laughs) till now, I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) It's mind-blowing. And you know, when you think about it, it's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever tried to stop yourself from, let's just say, okay, you know what? My goal is to lose 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. for example, okay? And then you're like, okay, let me cut down on sugar. Have you ever been through a couple of hours? Let's just say the first day, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. Then the second day, you're like, okay, wait, uh, you're yep. starting to have these little cravings. You're, you're, so you're shaking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what does that what does that sound like? Yep. Oh, yep. it sounds like a drug addict, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally the same withdrawal symptoms that we're getting. And sometimes it could even you could even experience depression in some in some um, instances. There's some people that actually experience depression and behavioral problems mm-hmm. because they're so used to sugar. And when you you'll be surprised when you want to lose weight, okay, and you really want to make sure that the sugar, the quality of the food that you eat, and even the sugar that you you digest, you really want to focus on making sure that the sugar is not um, refined, you'll realize that even something simple as cereal or tomato sauce, Mm -hmm. you're you're starting to oh my goodness, it's in everything I'm eating. Yeah, there's sugar everywhere. In everything. (laughs) It's everywhere. So I think a lot of people are starting to do their research and they're realizing, you know what, they're just, they're tired of being sick. Yeah. People are just simply tired of being sick. And... Um, It really comes down to three things for me. So taking care of your mind, body, and soul. So I realized with my own experience, um, a couple of years ago, I struggled with a lot of hormonal issues. I found that a lot of us women go through um, these these problems. And Mm -hmm. I kept going to the doctor's office. And, you know, not to disqualify doctors. I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I really believe that natural paths are here for a reason, just like eventual doctors are here for a reason. And I feel like the work really has to start with us. Yes. So don't only rely on your doctors. You really, to, in order to find a root of the issue, I find that doing your own research and taking your own health and, and your own hands, like this mm-hmm. is going to be literally the pathway towards finding the right tools in order to become healthier. Mm -hmm. Life is about balance. That's how I see it. It's about balance. So um, seeing what are the daily stressors that are triggering me to have a sugar addiction. When I have, let's just say, if I'm stressed at work, 
what is the first thing that I want to dive in? Like, let's just say I'm done with a, a meeting. Am I thinking, okay, let's grab um, some berries? Or am I thinking, let's grab some donuts? It's really about like finding little, it's, it's in the little details mm-hmm. that you start to slowly incorporate good, health, healthy habits and then it becomes a lifestyle. I don't really believe in like a short amount of diet, like um, let's just say like um, a diet program that lasts maybe like 20 days or 30 days, unless right. it's for a specific goal. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that it's easier to just live a balanced lifestyle. So you you can treat yourself from time to time, but also try to make sure that um, you live a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you know your body, whatever works right. for you, that's how your mm-hmm. lifestyle should be. I mean, you know what exactly. food is good for you, what food you shouldn't be eating. I mean, it's so important to know your body. So, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, another fact, um, speaking about health, which I find really, really um, alarming also, is when you look at statistics... The reason why I love to go to to these facts is because I as um I I was also mentioning to you earlier I'm currently studying in psychology because I wanted to be incorporated to my specialties mm-hmm. on top of being a wellness coach because as I was saying I really believe that wellness really is about treating the mind body and the soul all together. Absolutely. You can't treat yeah you can't treat your body and let's just say you're still dealing with all this stress in your mind and you don't speak positivity to to yourself or you don't surround yourself with positive energy. It really is a, a, an incorporation of all these aspects. So when I look at the statistics, and especially in Canada, it's pretty scary because it says that about 50% of the population will be either diagnosed with cancer or don't know one to three people in their circle that will be diagnosed with it. That's crazy. It's insane. It's mind-blowing. Mm. So when you look at all of that, you're telling yourself, oh my goodness, those are really scary facts. Mm-hmm. And apparently cancer has become the number one cause of death in Canada. And cardiovascular-related diseases comes next. So when you look at all these facts and it's, it's so important now more than ever before to be more cautious about what you're eating, what's inside your plate. Mm -hmm. Again, it's about finding the right balance for you. No, it's so true. And health is wealth. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for some people, um, COVID has shifted a lot of things in their lives. Has COVID changed anything for you and your family? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's hard not to get emotional just thinking about it. As you know, I'm the eldest of three girls. Mm. And as the eldest, whenever something wrong happens in the family, I'm the first person to um, tell my husband, okay, um, let, let's organize ourselves. How are we going to do this? I need to grab the car and then drive to Toronto um, to help my family out with anything that's going on. And COVID has not been nice to us at all. It has not been nice to us at all. Um, 
just last year, my grandmother passed away of breast cancer. Mm. And I wasn't even able to attend her funeral because of the restrictions. Right. So that's one thing. And after that, not even a couple, a couple of days before my grandmother passed, my sister, Claudia, was diagnosed with breast, breast cancer, as you know. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a double hit for the family. It was really, really hard. It was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And um, I really feel that through all of these trials, it probably brought my dad to also be sick as well. Like we're, we're still in the middle of finding out what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. So he had an unexpected seizure in December. Can mm. you imagine a couple of days before the new year? That's crazy. And it's like, oh, when you think things get, can, can get right? worse and then this happens, you're like, wow, you should have seen me. I... It, it was it was like maybe like around like 11 p.m. Mm. at night. And I looked at my husband and I was like, I'm taking the car. I'm going to Toronto right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am going now. Mm. I don't care about the restrictions. Mm-hmm. I have to go right. and see my dad. I don't know what's going on. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. And thank God for an amazing husband because, you know, he was so supportive. But of course... Our parents being who they are, they they don't really want us to take unnecessary risks. Although for us, it's like, what are you talking about? Right. I mean, you just <laughs> like, want to be there. You literally, like, what what is happening? You want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's been really difficult. It's been di- it, it's been really hard. Mm-hmm. But um, through it all, we try to be there for one another. For example, I'll send all kinds of all kinds of um, re- like natural remedies. That, that I can think of on top of my head. Right. I'm big on essential oils, so I mm. send my dad all kinds of tips. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we love to pray together, and mm. um, we're also there for emotional support. So um, the way we keep in touch is through WhatsApp videos, you know, for our parents, you know, with WhatsApp, and for my sisters, it's through FaceTime. So we try our best to be there for one another despite the restrictions of um, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is how we deal with it, despite everything that's been going on. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I mean, 2020 was heavy enough with COVID and then you add all yeah. this. And I think at oh, the end of goodness. the day, it makes you realize that family is everything. So It really is. It yeah. really, really is. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we all know that representation matters and you are a mother of two black girls very cute girls yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) so how do you how do you make time to um just talk to them about representation you know um as a black mother Raising two young, beautiful girls um, in our amazing country, such as Canada, even even though there's so many great opportunities here, and I find that compared to other countries, we're really well grounded. Um, we're we're welcoming, and we we have a lot of diversity. Right. However, I find that um, particularly in the province of Quebec. The experience is somewhat different. You know, it's it's hard for someone who's always lived in Quebec but never had experienced how it feels like to live in other provinces of Canada or even stepping out of Canada and going to other countries to see 
to feel the difference. Mm-hmm. I know firsthand how it feels like growing up in Quebec and the difference uh, living in Toronto. Right. So you can tell how it feels. And for my girls, you know, we're living on the Gatineau side, so they're going to school over there. And from a very young age, you're hoping as a Black mother to push the conversation as far as possible and hoping that... Um, whichever class that they end up in, it will be inclusive and it would it will feel inclusive. Mm-hmm. But there's always there was always these little comments that would come back. Um my five year old, for example, that would come back home and be like, Mommy, uh, my friend told me that um my skin my skin is um is dark and and her skin is white and therefore I can't I can't be um what was the name of uh, this Disney Princess, I can't be Anna and Frozen. You know, these little comments like mm. that. And I realized even with my uh, my eldest child, Eva, she was going to school. And then one of her, her best friend, actually, mm-hmm. um, who literally told her, you know, um, you shouldn't be in the sun too much. Because if you go in the sun, you you might get even darker. It might, it might um, burn your skin. So it's wow. these little comments. <laughs> yes, yes. So I had to find really creative ways to sit my girls down. And uh, what I did and what I continue to do is I put a mirror in front of them. And I tell them, when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's in like, a, I have a brown skin and they'll describe themselves. And I'll be like, I want you to say these words of aff- affirmation with me. I'm black and I'm beautiful. I can do anything that I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. I'm smart and I'm very capable. Mm-hmm. It's words of affirmation that I try to instill in my kids Absolutely. from young. Mm-hmm. I find that it's so important. And mm-hmm. when it comes to representation, I think it's so important to have solid representation of successful black women in the news media. Because when they look at them, they'll be like, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it too. Right. You know, I think of people like... Um, Michelle Obama mm-hmm. or um, Oprah, you know, like people that we aspire to and you say, oh my goodness, she's black. But for example, um, my daughter, Eva, the, my eldest child, she loves gymnastics. Mm. So for her to see representation of herself, you know, you, you see um, Simone Biles yes. and then you see Douglas, like she was the first one actually mm-hmm. that made it so big and the, gymnastic world and so for them you know when she saw this she's like wow and she's black too (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like and it's not about um discriminating um against any other culture or ethnicity it's more it's more about seeing yourself that's right through somebody else yeah there's not enough of us no who actually or at really um High, high position or positions of power. And I find that it's really important for young girls to see themselves. Mm-hmm. No, you it know, really is. Yeah. Of course, yes. So, and I find that on top of that, as a parent, I am their first hero, even <laughs> though they don't want to say it. You know, <laughs> you're the first. They're like, they'll be like, okay, mom, stop trying to be cool. <laughs> I know these days are coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm a strong believer that, you know, as a mom, you are the first person, the first example 
So I try my best to lead by example and show them that through your strengths and your weaknesses, you can make it mm -hmm. if you persevere, if you're courageous and yeah. you don't, you don't let yourself be pulled down too easily. Mm -hmm. It's it, you know, you will have some moments when you'll be at your lowest and you, you'll feel like giving up, but showing them perseverance yes. to push through, push yeah. through the pain, push mm -hmm. through the, the sores, the tribulations, whatever you're going through to know that, you know what, today's bad, but tomorrow's another day. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. And sometimes I don't think people realize how much representation matters because seeing somebody who looks like you uh, while you're yeah. reading a book, like a picture of a girl with black hair, and you're like, hey, wait a second, that's that's mm -hmm. me. And it, it's just, there's like a connection that's made. And it's just, I don't know, it brings me such joy to see that, like seeing black girls, seeing other black girls in themselves, in other books. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. important. And I think also it's important to expose children to every sphere. Like, yes, you want to exactly. be an astronaut, you can be a black astronaut. You can be a black athlete. You can be a black lawyer. Like, every exactly. single thing. Exactly. So, That's right. Yeah. 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 It's so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you've been married for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have. <laughs> so what is one thing you've learned about marriage? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's hard to put everything, sum it up in one word. Mm. After 10 years of marriage, there are so many lessons, so many lessons. But if I would have to choose or start with one thing, it would be building a strong relationship with your partner. It would have to start with a strong communication. You mm -hmm. have to build strong communication skills. Right. It's so important. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> you know, because there will be times when you will feel misunderstood mm -hmm. and it's important to be patient with one another. Right. And in a lot of instances, you have two beings who may come from different cultural or educational backgrounds. Mm -hmm and unite together and working as a common accord to build a future together takes so much patience, understanding and building good communication skills again to grow strong together. Absolutely. So yeah. I also would like to add, you know, if you're if you work on being each other's best friends, learning not to just not to take yourself too seriously. It's so important to also have a good sense of humor mm -hmm. and your relationship. Yeah. There's going to be some silly arguments, you know, that you take like so hard. You're like, kind of like, I really wanted that, that chocolate cake. Why did you have to, why did you have to take a, a, a carrot cake? Right. What's up with, just little silly arguments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even like something as simple as that's not what I wanted. Like, why would you do that? Or um, taking the other person's feelings into consideration being sensitive towards one another it's it's so important yeah very understanding true. understanding is is um one of the keys to a successful marriage yes absolutely and i feel also that um trusting each other to lead equally 
in some aspects of your marriage is also important because mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of times and it's important to also discuss it before marriage there's a lot of questions or um things that you'll see you won't necessarily see everything but whatever you feel like is important to adjust before it's it's um it's crucial for example it could be as simple as um what are your values mm -hmm. like how how um do you see spirituality or religion what's your belief or um another thing about how do you see a wife or how do you see um a husband like a, what do you think uh like you need you need to know absolutely okay my wife she needs to do this or that what are your expectations mm -hmm. if your ex expectations oftentimes is what kills some some um relationships by the way right there's a lot of times you you dive in um and marriage and you you're disappointed because it's like okay like i was hoping that we would work together as a team or um it, it's important to build even if you're different you can be different and be an addition to one another mm -hmm. with your strengths and your weaknesses accepting that mm -hmm. as you're coming together Right. And also being able to trust, as I'm coming back to that, your, the leadership that you can have. So, um, I mean, trusting your husband to lead, I'm a strong believer that it's really important. Let your man take his place. You mm. know, um, from a Christian perspective, I find that it's so important to just let your man lead his family. You know, women were very opinionated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. Yep. <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's not going to change. But <laughs> we got things to say. <laughs> yeah, we got we got things to say. Girl. We got things to say. <laughs> but trusting them to lead is important, and and they also need that. They also need to know that we trust them to lead right. the family. Mm -hmm. And, and for them, it's also important to know that you're, you're also strong as well. Like a man that knows that, you know, there's a saying that says like behind every, every uh, powerful man, there's a woman. That's right. This is huge, you know, mm -hmm. because the man that you see, not only did the mother, the mother of that man contribute to who this man is, but also the wife, she's the one who continues on the right. legacy, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's huge in itself. Yeah. So appreciating another, like one another with with the wholeness, with everything that you, you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, respecting one another and um, just em learning to embrace each other's strengths and weaknesses is really, really, really huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Raquel, you okay. just dropped some gems, like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years of experience That's and right. seven years of dating. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? That is crazy. We started, yeah, we started dating at 18 years old, like, fresh out of high school. You know, mm. it's crazy. The way we started, we started young. We really did. Time flies. People were like, why would you start so young? It's like, I mean, you're fresh out of high school. Is this even serious? To be honest with you, even for us, it was kind of like, okay, what is this I'm feeling? Like, <laughs> we're, we're young, and it's like, we're really taking this, like, really, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. The connection was there from the very beginning. And to be honest with you, um, just to add that in there, 
from again from a Christian perspective, like um, with my relation, my relationship with God has always been so that um, I wanted to make sure at a certain age that you know what God, if you have someone for me, I'm willing to wait. But I want you to literally show me who that person is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one, I'm not a chaser. I don't chase. <laughs> okay, but everybody's different. There's some people that you can, you can, um, through any life circumstances, there's some women that is fine. Sometimes the man is too, is too shy to approach. And it's okay to be bold and to be like, hey, just spark a conversation. And for me, I've never been that person to actually um, chase. But at that moment, I don't know what it was, but mm. the first interaction was actually me tapping on his shoulder and be like, hey, don't you remember me from, like, back then? Like, I know you see me. Why are you looking like <laughs> <laughs> That's too what's funny. funny. <laughs> and what's funny is that he um, actually said that his prayer was, let the right woman approach me first. There you have it. <laughs> There you have it, and folks. And from there, <laughs> and it's crazy. And mm. I don't want to say love. You know, like some people like love at first sight. Oh, I don't believe in love at first sight. Right. But I kid you not. We we spoke about this years after we got together, and we were going to the. It was his 18th birthday, his 18th birthday party, and we went to the movies, and we were just friends at that time. And for a quick second, our eyes met. And I'm not kidding you. It was like this, like, you know, these movies that are like, oh, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that moment. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> From that moment, we knew. It was that. Sex. Okay. It was history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You know, and it's big of a man to admit it, you know, mm -hmm. because usually we're women are the ones that who like fan, who like to fantasize about like um romance and love and all yep. that stuff but he admitted that he really did feel that mm. at that time and you know even though he was trying to be macho about it <laughs> <laughs> wow but love is a beautiful thing and it when really you find is. it when you find it um pray on it mm -hmm. and really cherish it mm -hmm. because it's becoming rare and rare to find. So once you find it, honey, you better Absolutely. pray, pray over your your relationship and um, embrace it mm -hmm. and enjoy the journey. Yes. Enjoy the journey. Yes. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Raquel, thank you so much. This was fun. You dropped so many gems. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It was fun. I really, really had fun. Great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for being here. That was such a lovely conversation I had with Raquel, and I hope you found it insightful just as much as I did. Share your thoughts and comments with me on my Instagram at introverted underscore queen blog. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care and until next time.